I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. Today on the show, I have a special guest that I am very excited to chat with. And first things first, since he's fighting in the UFC this weekend, I think maybe I should ask him why the UFC picked Venom as their official outfitter and not Epic Role. Although I don't think he was involved in that decision, but whoever made that decision really dropped the ball. If you're a grappler, you need apparel that is designed specifically for you by grapplers, and that's exactly what Epic Roll is. Geese, rash guards, t-shirts, joggers, fight shorts, hats, artwork, anything you could ever need, you can find at epicrollbjj.com. And when you use the coupon code PODCAST15, you can get a 15% discount off your order. You can also follow them on the gram at epicrollbjj. You should look your best both on and off the mats. And the best way to do that is with Epic Roll. epicrollbjj.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Check it out. My guest today has been a contestant on The Ultimate Fighter. He's been fighting professionally since 2008. He's tied for the most UFC fights in one year, and he has over 20 fights in the UFC. He's fighting Wellington Terman this weekend at UFC on ESPN 30. Please welcome to the show, Smiling Sam Alvey. Smiling Sam Alvey is joining us today, and uh, if you don't know, you should know. He's fighting in, I think, six days from the time of this recording. So, Sam, thank you for coming on and giving us a little insight into what's going on in the week leading up to a fight. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for wanting me. I I really appreciate (laughs) that as well. So you have the fight coming up on Saturday. You know, you obviously were supposed to fight a, a few weeks ago, and that fell through at the last minute. You know, what does that look like on your end when a fight falls through and they're trying to reschedule? Like, what is that panic like? Yeah, yeah. Panic's the wrong word. It's, it's disappointment. I, I love fighting. I, I enjoy it. Uh, and, and honestly, I enjoy what happens after I'm done fighting. When I'm done fighting, I can eat. I can not work out. I can relax a little bit. And I love that. And so I was actually heading to the airport when I got the, the text message from uh, Mick Maynard. Uh, saying, hey, Sam, his visa fell through. He can't get there. Your fight's off. I said, oh. He said, we're going to try and find somebody for you, but I wouldn't hold my breath. He said, okay, okay. So they, they tried. They looked for a few other people. But uh, uh, at the end, they said, we don't have anyone that can step up for this week. But we have uh, we have a German who, who will be good to fight in a month from now. I said, are you good with that? And I said, let's do it. Let's do it. So I, I took most of that week off. I trained, but not terribly hard. I ate some bad food, uh, you know, enjoyed myself a little more than I should have, uh, just to, just to let the mind rest a little bit. And then, uh, come that next Monday, I, you know, got my, got my, uh, training pants on and, and started, started fight camp again. What kind of adjustments did you have to make in camp with a switch in opponents? Was it sort of business as usual when you got back in on a Monday or did you have to change the whole game plan? The nice thing about, uh, the guy I'm fighting now is he is completely different from the guy I was supposed to fight. Like, no similarities at all. Right, so, right. So it's like, oh, fantastic. Everything I just worked on uh, trying to perfect is probably not going to be what I do this time around. Um, so so I, I, I had to switch up more more a mental thing than anything. How I wanted the fight to go, how I wanted to win the fight changed more than anything. I think you have the power to... to do some damage to a guy who's just been knocked out two times in a row. You know, uh, I, I've, I've over 70 fights. I've got 20, this will be my 22nd fight in the UFC. At this point, if, if you don't know my game plan, 
it's because you've never watched me fight. And that's my game plan is always, I'm going to touch him and knock him out. I'm going to touch him and knock him out. And that he's been knocked out before is a great sign for me. Uh, it means that people that don't hit as hard as I do have found a way to touch him. Now I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to find a way to touch him. You mentioned uh, eating a little bit and giving your mind a, a little refresh in that time in between cancellation and, and back to training. And this fight is at 185. You've previously fought at 205. Is that a rough cut for you to 185? Well, my last fight was 185 as well. Um, so, so my last, uh, it, it's never easy, but it's doable. And uh, I'll be the bigger opponent again. So that, that is nice. I do like the size advantage. And uh, as long as I can make 85, I'll make 85. I would assume you have sort of your ritual down now of how you get to 185. Do you follow the same process every fight week? Or does it depend on how you're feeling going into that particular fight week? Uh, I know what works. So I stick with what works. I, I'm water loading now. I'm drinking three to four gallons of water a day. Uh, I, I'm I'm keeping my my carbs or I still have some carbs right now, but tomorrow night I cut those out. Uh, I still have all the sodium I want, but I cut that out soon. And uh, I know what if I if I weigh under if I weigh if I can get to 200 by Tuesday, it'll be an easy cut. Uh, I won't ask you what you weigh right now. I won't. I won't break the code. But uh, <laughs> I'm wishing you that you weigh under 200, so you you have an an easy cut. But the, this is what your 21st fight in the UFC. 22nd fight in the UFC. This 22nd fight in the UFC. Did you think when you started MMA you would be at a point where you were fighting your 22nd fight in the UFC? When I started MMA, I didn't know there was a UFC. Um, I, okay. I didn't have any i didn't mean to be a fighter i just kind of stumbled into it uh it turns out i hit pretty hard and i can take a punch and that was all i needed to, to begin with um so yeah i i didn't know this was going to be something i do i had no plans of being a fighter i was probably seven and one or eight and one as a professional before i ever learned about the ufc um so it was something i just kind of worked myself into well, how did you first find MMA? Because most guys go the route of, I saw Hoist Gracie VHS tapes and I wanted to do jujitsu and I got into MMA, but your story sounds very different than most. How did you come to find the sport? Some guy asked, hey, you want to fight? I said, okay. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was really it. Uh, I, I thought, hey, I'm tough. I can do this. I, I've seen Jack Chan movies. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, I almost won and then I didn't. Uh, and then uh, I was hooked. I said, okay. I talked to the, the promoter who got me in this one. said, when's the next one? He said, we got another one in two weeks. I said, okay, I'll do that one. And uh, I just kept going from, you know, I just kept going with it. Uh, eventually, I, 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 King of the Cage, I won a heavyweight tournament on like no day's notice. And I won a contract, which I never got the contract, but they put me on their, <laughs> every fight card they had. Uh, which is nice. I didn't make any. I think it was like gas money and 200 bucks or something for yeah, the first bunch yeah. of fights of mine. But uh, I, I didn't mean to be a fighter. It was just something I enjoyed doing, and I got gas money to go up north, so it was great. Well, you know, obviously the name of our show is that Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, so I have to ask you some Jiu-Jitsu-specific questions. I, if I creeped correctly on your Instagram, you're a brown belt in Jiu-Jitsu currently, correct? I am. I am. It's taken me 15 years to get there, but I'm a one stripe brown belt right now. Oh, I got you beat. Mine's up here. I got, I got two stripes on mine. So obviously, you know, I'm oh, way cooler. <laughs> way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about doing, you know, we see a guy like Chell Sonnen's putting on submission underground and they have, you know, 
MMA fighters doing jujitsu tournaments. Is that something you would consider doing in the future? Or is it hard to focus on that when you have an actual MMA fight coming up? You know, the MMA fight's always the most important. Uh, and if I'm not training for a fight, it seems like I'm always training for a fight. Uh, it, it might be fun. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a prize fighter. Um, if the prize is big enough, I'll do anything. You want me to fight a bear? The prize just got to be big enough and I'll do it. Uh, and, and that's kind of the end of what it comes down to, uh, combat jujitsu is a lot of fun, love watching it. Um, but if it, if it's, uh, if it's not, if it's not paying like, like I need to get paid to support my family and my life, uh, I, I probably won't do it. All right. I was, I was trying to set something up where maybe, you know, I could get uncle Chael to get me a match against you on, on submission underground, <laughs> because I, I think two guys with red beards going at it would be fun for everybody, but, uh, I'll make sure he gets the prize Man, big enough. It, 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 <laughs> It'd be just a, a, an unmovable object hitting an unstoppable force. Nobody'd win. We'd just kind of sit and stare at each other for <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Sam. You fought, uh, this will be your 22nd fight in the UFC, so you probably would not have too much trouble with me. But it would be something I could cross off my bucket list that I got to fight against the UFC fighter. But <laughs> you, you mentioned your family. The balance between, you have obviously a, a very time-consuming job with training and traveling. How do you balance that between being a professional UFC fighter and having a family and having five kids. You know, I, it's just something I've always done. I, I never, I, I never knew any other way. I just, you know, fights happened and I had kids. So I just took care of everything and I've been doing it for so long. Now I shoot my oldest kids eight. So I've been doing it for so long now. It's just the way it goes. It's just, just, uh, just the way uh, life is. is I, I, I don't get the downtime like a lot of fighters do, but uh, I still do pretty well with with, uh, with a more active lifestyle. The the question I get a lot is, if my kids wanted to be fighters, how would I approach that? If your kids came to you and said, "Hey, Dad, I think this is you know something I want to do," what would be your response? Well, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure my kids never come to me with that question. Uh, I'm going to explain to them and said, listen, it is, I, I have been blessed with the job I have. Uh, and I will make sure each and every one of my kids will be better than Anderson Silva ever was. Uh, but the actual, when it comes to the actual fight career, it is a hard, painful, long, uh, it requires a ton of luck as well as skill, uh, kind of job. And with, with as athletic as I think my kids can be, uh, why wasted fighting when they could play golf or soccer, or football or baseball or, or something that pays millions of dollars? Yeah, I think that that's something that the average fan doesn't really take into consideration the amount of luck it takes to have a successful career where you win fights and people enjoy watching your fights and the right person happens to watch your fight to give you an opportunity your first exposure to us was on the ultimate fighter. And then you got a shot in the UFC a, a few years later. What was that ultimate fighter experience like? And when that was over, what did you think was next? Were you still thinking like, this is what I want to do? Or did you reassess? Like, what was that process? So the ultimate fighter, it was a great experience looking back on it, but during the process, it was so boring. You're just stuck in a house for six weeks with nothing to do, but talk to other fighters. And we're not that interesting. We, we <laughs> like talking about fighting and now I've got 16 guys. I want to talk about fighting. Uh, so it was, it was a really boring experience, but looking back, it was definitely worth doing. Uh, and as soon as I, I was off the show, 
uh, I was so disappointed in my performance that I said, no, I, that's not how I'm going out. I, I will be in the UFC and I will be one of the best it has ever been. And uh, lo and behold, I mean, a bunch of years later, but I, I'm getting, getting close to my goals. I had uh, I spoke to Elliot Marshall uh, a few months ago, and he said the same thing. It was a great experience in terms of his career and what he learned, but it was boring as all get out. But you don't have TV; they don't give you books. You don't have a radio. You've got nothing but one practice a day, maybe two if you have a good coach, uh, and then you're stuck. And they give you a pool table and liquor. Yeah, I don't drink, so that was that was off the table, and I can't, and I'm terrible at pool, so it was like, damn. <laughs> Well, we've touched on it. You've had a, a very long career in the UFC. Uh, is there any fight that you look back on as thinking, this is my favorite fight, this is the fight that has meant the most to me? Yeah, I, actually, back to the ultimate fighter. Uh, one of my coaches on the show was a Nate Marquardt. Uh, I got the opportunity to fight Nate Marquardt, so I'm one of the few fighters in the history of the world that have gotten to fight their coach. And I won. Uh, <laughs> Nate is one of the nicest men I, I've ever met. He, he is, if, if I'm a good dude, he's a saint. Uh, and it was such an honor getting to share the octagon with him. Uh, and he was just, that, that fight I really admire, I really admire myself and him for. When you have this fight coming up on Saturday, I won't ask you for a prediction because I think, as you said earlier, everyone knows that you're going to try to put him to sleep as best you can. What do you know about Terman and what do you think his game plan is and what do you think he's going to look to do in the fight? Uh, everybody that watches Terman says, oh, he's going to try and wrestle you, Sam, because that's what he does in all of his fights. But I'm not so sure. I've got really good takedown defense, and it's at this point it's pretty apparent. Uh, I don't know if he'd be able to get me down. I don't know if he's willing to try to get me down. Uh, so it might turn into a stand-up fight. He's he's very quick. He's got those jujitsu hips where the kicks can go high or low, and you don't know which, when, or where. And uh, he's got so, he's got uh, short arms, but he's very built. Uh, he he, hit, he hits very 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 powerful. So um, I I'm prepared to, to box him or, or uh, kick at him or keep it standing uh, if that's the way he wants to go. And I am convinced my jujitsu is as good as his. So if I need to, I will take his ass down and beat him up too. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to mark that down that you're going to take him down and you're going to submit him. So I can, I'll put that up on the, on the gram on Friday before the fight. I'm going to count it. Prediction round three, round three submission. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're serious, but I'm going to pretend you are. (laughs) Sam, I'll let you get out of here. I don't want to tie up too much of your time, but like I said, I really appreciate you coming on during a fight week where you're finalizing things for this fight. Thank you so much for coming on and and hanging out for a little bit. Oh, it's truly my pleasure. Thank you again for having me on, sir. I'll be watching and uh, good luck, my friend. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Big thanks to Sam Alvey for coming on the show, especially during a fight week. Taking the time to come on and chat with us was really appreciated. Don't forget to check out Epic Roll at epicrollbjj.com and get 15% off with the coupon code podcast15. Give them a follow on Instagram as well at epicrollbjj. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. It really helps us out. And since you're in the mood to help us out, why not tell your friends? If you really, really, really love this show, the link below is to our Patreon where you can get tons of bonus content from us and support the show for as little as $3 a month. Thanks so much, everybody. I'll see you in the next episode.